Double Jab, and we are doing another podcast today. Um, my discussion for today on my topic, whether episode, is uh, social injustice. As you guys all know, we have a lot of things going on today out here in this world, and it's not it's not too good. So me being the uh, podcast guru that I am. I just want to just shed some light on a few things and help individuals understand what uh, African Americans are going through. Number one, things like this, the the George Floyd murder has been going on for years. I mean, a long time. And quite frankly, it needs to stop. It really does. I mean... You know, African-Americans, brown people, however you want to call it, are are fed up. We're fed up. And so what I want to do today is talk about a few things as far as how individuals can understand social injustice coming from the eyes or coming from a black man's perspective. I'm not going to say that you really understand it, but I'm going to try to enlighten you. First of all, with anybody that doesn't understand social injustice and what African-Americans go through, I have a saying, I have a motto, and my motto is, you have to find out where you came from before you can find out where you're going. With that being said, you guys need to go back into history. That means go back as far as you can to just uh, enlighten yourself and to make yourself aware of what happened to our African-Americans a long time ago, back in the day, 400 years ago, especially during slavery. And and you will find out and you will understand why we're so angry and you would feel our pain. You will understand why we're hurting. First of all, you guys may want to do some research on the uh, 13th Amendment, okay? Always make sure you guys know what the 13th Amendment represents, and how do African Americans play a part in that. And that definitely will give you like an insight on what happened to us and what we're going through. Also, they have a lot of documentaries out here in, in um, regards to slavery, uh, how African Americans were treated, uh, what type of uh, rights we had, what type of rights we didn't have, and the struggle all the way back to Martin Luther King and before then. And I have a few things that you guys need to check out. Um, a documentary called African to American, The Many Rivers We Cross. And that's a huge documentary, and uh, it's, narr- it's, narr- it's narrated by um, Professor Gates. Um, he's a professor at, I think, Cambridge College, I'm not for sure. But, um, you guys, you know, you guys are familiar with Professor Gates because, uh, he had that run-in with the, uh, white guy, the white police officer here in Boston, and, um, President Obama had to step in and to have them break bread together. Well, this is definitely a smart, prestigious guy, Professor Gates, and, uh, he does that, that documentary, and that breaks down everything from, the, the beginning of slavery, how how we got picked up, where did we disperse, who, you know, 
who gave, to, who sold us, who started slavery, who, who brought it into existence. It's got a lot of good things in that. A lot of good things in that documentary. So please, people, if um, you want to definitely know the origin of the black man and, and the struggles that we went through, definitely check out that documentary. And another thing that I like to say, I've been talking to some friends and things like that. And once again, a lot of people just don't understand the frustration. First of all, you know, we have a president that's trying to divide us. That's something that we should never be going through. You have to stay organized. You have to stay united. Just like it says, United States of America, right? Well, right now, we don't seem to unite it. And that's a big step. That's a big thing. So we have to stay united, regardless if it's black, white, red, green, or brown. Right is right, and wrong is wrong. What happened to George Floyd was definitely wrong. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But, you know, I don't understand why nowadays it's hard to... Um, it's hard to uh, bring a policeman to justice. They always say it's hard to prosecute a police officer. I don't understand why. They, they're people just like us, and they shouldn't be above the law. And when you do wrong, then you should pay a consequence. A lot of times, these police officers and the uh, police precincts around the United States, they're not police themselves. So you have people like that individual that um, murdered George Floyd still on the police force after numerous citations. He was just a bad cop, but he was still on the force. And I don't get that. And the way I look at it is, if I did an eighth of what he did, they would have fired my behind right there on the spot. But yet, that's what I call white privilege. And what happened, he still has a job. Up until the time that he murdered George Floyd. And what how they came to justice with that was, was good. It may not have been as quick as we wanted it to be, but they did it. So what they did, they charged <clears throat> excuse me, they charged all four officers with second degree murder. And um hopefully the trial will be coming up soon. Now, I'm definitely gonna be looking at that trial because that trial is gonna be significant. And to, you know, how far we go and what happens after that. One thing I do want to want to say to everybody that's out here uh, struggling against us is I'm glad that you guys see. Now you guys see what we go through. Now you guys understand what Kaepernick was kneeling for. He was never kneeling for the military or the flag. He was kneeling for social injustice. Stuff like this that George Floyd went through. And it was it was going, people were going, like I said, people were getting killed and murdered and things like that way before now. So hopefully you understand what Cap was kneeling for. It was not, had nothing to do with the military. And I'm a military man of 20 years, U.S. Navy, and um, it was never about military. So now that's another thing that you may know. Okay. And... Just if you you want to know any more or you just want to just 
talk to somebody and say, hey, if you got any, if you know, if um, you're a white person, if you have any black friends, and if you want to know something, I'm quite sure you can pull that friend to the side, that man or woman aside and say, say, hey, man, uh, what really happened? Let me understand the struggle. Can you, can you talk to me about it? That way you can get a good understanding. Because a lot of times, if you if you don't know what's going on or you haven't witnessed it, you may just think it's just an everyday walk in the park. But for us, it's a whole lot different. whole lot different. But don't get me wrong. We all bleed red. But as far as the skin tone, that determines a lot in the United States. And it's sad. Because the United States is supposed to be land the free, home of the brave. But yet, inside the United States... They have social injustice. You know, black folk, African-Americans are, are treated bad. And, of course, we came a long way with the uh, 1960s with Martin Luther King and what Malcolm X and everything was doing. Uh, we, we were able to vote. But we shouldn't, it shouldn't have had to, had to have come that far. We are people. We should have been voting right along with the white folks. You know, we all we all humans. It shouldn't be categorized by race or anything like that. This is a human race. And that's what we should embrace. Embrace us being humans and living together in harmony. And I'm always optimistic about stuff like that. You know, like like I said, they got bad apples in every bunch. But for the most part, you want to make sure everybody that's, uh, you know, on one accord and being good to each other. We have kids nowadays, and kids are, don't understand this. They don't understand what's going on. They're, they're actually f- afraid because they don't know what's going to happen to them when they step out the house on a day-to-day basis. They don't know if the police you know, going to come down on them or going gonna to kill them. And it's sad. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have to be living in fear. Not in the United States. The police supposed to be for justice, officer of the law. Not, not not running around here like gangbusters. We should be able to have faith in the police and trust them. A lot of times, nobody has faith in the police, and we definitely don't trust them. You know, it's sad to say that uh, when I was coming up, you know, as a child, and uh, once I got to the point where I understood police brutality and things like that, I never really wanted to be a police officer because nowadays, you know, police officers don't get no respect. They get no respect, and it's sad. Because uh, I like to go back to the days when I was a child and um, going to school. We all um, respected the police. We used to call them up. They had what you call an officer-friendly program. And they used to come to the schools around the um, the neighboring cities and things like that. Well, the city that I'm from is D.C. And they would come around. They had a band. And they would play music. And they would talk to the kids about, um, you know, don't do drugs and things like that. And it, and it was almost saying, you know, the police are on your side and it's cool to be a policeman. And some and some of the kids, and even to this day, some, some of the kids and whoever else, they wanted to be police. But nowadays, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. You know, a lot of times these cops, they hide behind their badges. And they just do what they want to do. And I don't, and I don't get why. I don't get why. So hopefully, you know, as this thing ends up or as this thing wraps up, what we need to be doing and what needs to happen is we need to uh, get these legislative laws turned and changed that reflect 
the good of people, not just protect bad people like cops. If a cop does something bad, they need to pay for it. You guys know a while back they had implemented the um, the body cam and stuff like that for the police officers. But who's policing them? You know, who? how do you know if that particular police have the body camera on or not? That's something that needs to be looked at. And if that particular police doesn't have his body camera on, you know, on a day-to-day basis, especially when he's out doing his, doing his nine-to-five, his job, he should be reprimanded. Because if you were issued anything, anything like that, such as a body cam, that's a part of your uniform, just like your badge. You need to have that and you need to implement that, put that on your body and wear that. And if not, you should be considered out of uniform and you should be reprimanded for that. The way I look at it, if they, they should establish some type of law. If a police or if some type of person of law enforcement is um, doing something that's unjust, you know, maybe give them the three strikes and you're out. Then again, don't even give them that. Give them a warning. The next time, find them. I believe if you hit a person in their pocket, hit them where it hurts as far as the pay, I think they'll understand. They will understand. And if they keep doing it, fire them without no pension. Because who wants who wants to, he wants no pension after 17, 18 years serving, you know, in a job. And that individual just might think twice before he knocks somebody over the head or put his knee in, in, in one's neck. He just may think about that. Another thing I want to address, too, is how police are trained. I mean, if anybody can tell me, you know, you guys can get in touch with me or I'll do some research in myself. Hopefully they're not teaching this uh, need to the neck thing because that's definitely not, not good. They should be teaching um, safety tactics to be able to take an individual down regardless of he on drugs. Well, God's he been drinking, regardless that he have uh, mental mental disabilities, so on and so forth. A police officer should know how to handle himself accordingly. And if that's not happening, once again, they need to look into the system. They need to revamp the way they're training and get some more incompetent police officers out there. Because if four police officers can't arrest one man, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And just to let you know, I'm not against the police. I'm not police bashing, but I want to come up with a solution to make the police in in this organization better. You know, I don't I don't want to see the police or look at the police as some type of gang. They should be officers of the law, not not a gang member. If you got if you have to uh, if you have a point where you have a cop that gone bad. Whether if it's racist or he's, he's he's selling drugs on the side or he's taking money, that police officer needs to get off the force immediately. And trust me, guys, anybody in the police force, they know who the crooked cops are, who 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 the, who the cops that um the hateful cops, you know, things like that. Who the, the cops that's not doing right, you know, and and they know that. Trust me, they know. It shouldn't be no secret. That's just like in any job. You know who the bad people are. You know who the racist people are. You know who the good people are. You know who the people you need to stay away from. You know who the people that you can talk to. 
and cops are no different. So just just let you let you guys know to be mindful of what's going on out here in the world. Like I said in my in my earlier piece, well earlier, that do some researching about where black people came from, what happened to them after a certain time in a century. Do your investigation on the uh, 13th Amendment and check out some of the documentaries that I put out and that I said, and you really will be enlightened. And then maybe you will understand just a little bit more of the struggles of the African-American. Once again, you guys, this is Uncle Yab, and we'll gab you with Yab, and have a nice day. Peace.